Welcome back to the Data Bliss Podcast. I'm Noel. And I'm Brendan. We're back today with another off-season preview for the AFC South, uh, in addition to some NBA and NFL news and some bets that we're going to put out for NBA games this week. How's that sound? Sounds fantastic. All right. Very different from what we did last time, which was uh, the exact same thing. So... We're going to get started today with a quick recap of the bets that we had for last night. And pretty brutal, huh? I I told you that we're going to do five minutes of gloating here. So, uh, you know, don't don't talk all at once now. (laughs) Yeah, bad night for the program. Yeah, man. And I think you got kind of fucked because we didn't do the snake draft. So... I started off taking um, the Heat over the Kings at plus 245, uh, which is some pretty solid odds there. We ended up hitting that by a pretty comfortable margin. Um, And then you took your underdog next, which was the Grizzlies over the Nets. Um, And they were plus 118. (laughs) And that, that didn't go too fucked. well. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know how the Nets actually won this game because it, it looks like Dennis Schroeder kind of carried them and, and maybe Lonnie Walker a little bit. But Jared Jackson was pretty good. Um, and then Lamar Stevens put up like 17 off the bench. But just a brutal showing from from the Grizzlies. They're, this is a lost season for them. Yeah, I mean, we knew that. I mean, this is just what we're going to expect from the Grizzlies the rest of the season. I mean, they they really just suck now. I They have none of their guys, except for yeah. Jaron Jackson. Like, this team is in a weird little rebuild, but if they make the right moves, you know, they'll be right back there at the top of the uh, Western Conference. No doubt. So Easy. All they yeah. gotta all they got to do is just be healthy, not be stupid, and, you know, make the right moves with the good draft pick they're going to have. I like that. I think they probably move off of it. Uh, maybe for some, I don't know, wing scoring. They, they are in a tough spot. They have like a couple of holes, but they're, they're a pretty solid roster. Um, I think if they can continue to build around them, their core pieces will be all right. Yeah, and right now they're third to last in the Western Conference. Um, I mean, the Trailblazers technically could catch them. Probably not, but um, either way, that puts them at, like, pick number five. That'd be awesome. If, like, hy- hypothetically speaking, like, pre- pre-lottery. But yeah. that would get be the first a pick. real solid place for them. Yeah. Yeah, I like they have that. a chance. Um, all right. And then, speaking of shit teams... Uh, I almost hit my anti-bet, which was Pistons over the Knicks that I made you place because we tied the betting contest. Uh, I think they lost on some like weird foul call uh, on on Ozer Thompson. So pretty tough there. Kid Cunningham had a really solid game. Um, and then, you know, the Knicks, obviously Jalen Brunson went nuts. Again, 
Yeah, he and did. he's actually out today because of that. He's he's tired or something. He probably sprained his ankle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's what happens when you play under under Tibbs. So yeah, and then how about uh how about Duran on the the Pistons? Sixteen rebounds and like eleven assists or something. Yeah, eleven points, sixteen rebounds, four assists. Oh yeah, that's pretty what good. Was. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, that's a good game. That. Yeah, a, a, their starters had a plus minus uh, all in the positive besides Montenegro. I don't even know his name. Uh, sounds like the name of a pasta. Yeah, that'd be a good pasta though. <laughs> so <laughs> Fontecchio, or, that sounds like a pasta. I don't know. I couldn't even like pull up his player profile. He's irrelevant. <laughs> like I'm literally clicking on it and it just won't show me this guy. So it's not real. Uh yeah. So then the last game that we had last night, just a four game slate, was Raptors Pacers. Uh you actually gave me a winner here too. So I went three and oh, including the the anti bet that you put up for me. Uh really solid night last night. Um Yeah. So on the season, I'm up to five and one, and you're up to three and three over the past two weeks. Bad. You're winning. Cool. You're winning. Whatever. You're Whatever. Winning. Uh, you know, the plenty two. of season to come back. Dude, we're like a week <laughs> into this. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Uh, I think it'll be fun to keep this keep this rolling, and maybe you'll keep hitting those anti bets every time you beat me. But it doesn't seem like that's going to be too often. It'll be pretty cool because you win some money. It is. It is cool. Um, yeah, the Pacers actually had a really solid game uh, with Siakam. I mean, Halliburton, I don't know what happened there, man. He played 32 minutes. He had nine points, zero rebounds, seven assists, shooting two for 11. That's brutal. Yeah. Uh, a little cold streak for him, but he did get picked up by Benedict Matherin and Pascal Siakam with 34 and 27 points a piece there so really good team honestly uh miles turner looked good i i'm happy with the result i don't i think a lot of other guys besides cyrus halbert stepped up and if he had played at his normal they probably would have won yeah i think both of us think very highly of the pacers um yeah they can just be a dangerous team they have a bunch of guys but it just feels like, once again, it's another team that's missing one other superstar to kind of take them to that next level. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Halliburton's close, but they need they need someone else just to kind of fill that gap. Yeah. You think Matherin could make the, uh, make the step up to that? I mean, they got Siakam. Like they're they're okay. Yeah, Miles Turner. Yes, I just feel like they're they're missing consistent like shooting guard play. I mean, yeah. I I think technically Halliburton is a shooting guard. Like if you're but, running this like you know I mean? shooter. Greg Popovich style, like just good team offense, this roster works. But if you're playing a shit ton of like isolation ball, you're not gonna win with a guy who scores 21, 21 and 17, like those, their top three scores are not going to outscore the top score from another team. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think so. 
Solid team. Definitely needs to make some moves in the offseason. Probably not going to be in it too long. Could see them potentially making out of the first round. Not much more. Yeah. So, I'll go over some... Let's go over NBA so news so that we can kind of split it. Because I don't want to go mm-hmm. NBA, NFL, NBA, NFL and yeah. finish with NBA. That'd be a little bit weird. So we'll try to split it down the middle for you guys that are interested in one sport or the other. Uh, one day I'll figure out how to make those timestamps on Spotify. I just uh, I put them on the thing and it, it they don't go there. So we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> So Steve Kerr signed a two-year extension. What? How many years does he have left in his contract now? Is this technically going to be his last year? I think it was. Yeah, that makes sense. Probably got two more years of Steph. Take those two years and roll with Steve Kerr. Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of talked about this before with how the Warriors have been. It's like, seems like shit's going to hit the fan and for him to sign on for another two years is like, do they still think that they're going to be really good in two years or are they just like trying to hang on to Steve Kerr at all costs? I think they are stuck with Steph for the next two years and will, they'll probably go off together, you know, like, yeah, they're going to hang on to Steve mm-hmm. Kerr at all costs because he can get the most out of Steph. And if you're stuck with Steph, <laughs> I don't really want to say stuck with Steph because Steph's still great. And if you put the right team around him, he'll be great. And they'll, I mean, the Warriors are on kind of a heater right now. But yeah, they're, they know the roster that they're going to be rolling out or at least some idea of it for the next two years. Why don't you just keep some consistency there? Yeah, I think there were some questions about his future um, in terms of like maybe just taking a step back, retiring, whatever. Um, So it was kind of interesting to see that he got this contract that actually makes him the highest paid NBA coach in history. So it's good. It's it's, like, if you've you've done all that and deserves it. Yeah. It's a big contract. I mean, they bought in, he's bought in. I I think that they're going to do anything in their power to put this thing in the right direction. And, with Steph, you know, anything can happen, especially the way they're on this heater right now. Yeah. Um, there's not a ton of NBA news outside of that. Do you have anything else that you want to go over? Uh, the Raptors had a pizza party. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's good for them. Instead of uh, <laughs> making the playoffs this year, they're going to have pizza. Yeah, they're like on a win. Yeah, they're in a three game winning streak. Um, and they had a pizza party. Apparently the players responded to their longest winning streak of the season by chanting pizza. (laughs) That's team culture right there. You got to be involved in that. It's awesome. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a mess. That's bad. (laughs) Uh, I saw some little tidbit. Uh, I don't know if this is like, I I guess, I don't know. I'll just say it. So Bronny got dropped from a 2024 NBA mock draft. And then somebody asked LeBron, like, can y'all just let a kid be a, be the kid 
let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball and then he deleted his tweet uh there's he says only work matters like i don't know i think brawny is even like nba material at this point it kind of feels like he's just gonna get in off of uh he's gonna be the first true nepo baby in the nba and uh you know whatever team does that lebron might consider going to when he's like 40 years old 42 years old whenever he i think he has a player option next year and this whole story is kind of ridiculous <laughs> yeah it is um i I don't, I don't know what to say about this because like brawny is simply not an nba player yet and it would be stupid for him to try to be um it has to be another year or two at least to give Bronny a chance. But I mean, yeah, let the kid work. Like, yeah, let him, let him try to get better. But otherwise, like, what are we talking about here? He's not relevant. Yeah. I think he might have some success in the big 10 if he stays around until that. Uh, but if he goes to the draft, best of luck to him, probably undrafted. Ronnie could be MVP the, in the G League this time next year. Do you think the Big Ten or the Pac-12 is a better basketball conference? Uh, depends on the question that you're asking. Are you asking NBA basketball or college basketball? College. Is the Pac-12 better? The Big, than Ten, the Big Ten is better. But if you're talking about in terms of like running pro style offenses to get people a little bit more ready with some more physicality, uh, I guess maybe not physicality, but you know more athleticism in general. I think mm-hmm. the the Pac-12 offers a little bit more there. But you know a lot of those teams are coming over to the Big Ten, so I don't think it is. I think it'll be a good mix of you know you'll see some, I guess older college basketball style and then some more you know spacing and athleticism driven stuff as well yeah i'd say they definitely play like a faster paced game and definitely more pro style so i guess that makes sense especially because wisconsin is just a bunch of white guys just dribbling basketball and setting picks so is (laughs) iowa (laughs) (laughs) It's usually one year or the other Iowa or Wisconsin has like the best white guy ever. Actually, it's like every four years. It's like the best fucking, it's like this farmer guy that grew up and he's like 6'11 and just dominates everybody with hook shots. It's fucking awesome. But is that a good way to get ready for the NBA? Like, no, no. not at all. So that's why I asked like, what question are you asking there? Because, uh. Yeah, there's, there's very different styles of basketball, and one of them is cool to watch in the college, but the other one's going to get you more ready to be a pro. That's insightful. I like it. Yeah, I think I don't know. We can get into the other divisions, but I or not conferences, but uh, yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. So, NFL news. Yes, sir. So the first thing that I have here is kind of just like uh, a disclaimer that the Raiders and the Vikings have shut down any rumors. They're not trading um, their star receivers, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams. They're not going anywhere. So just kind of 
a little tidbit of news. Wow. <laughs> I think the Devontae yeah. Adams one is actually like a small bit of news, but like there was no way Justin Jefferson was ever getting traded here. Uh he's he's that franchise more than Kirk Cousins is. Um and if they let him go, people would riot. Minnesota hates that. Jesus Christ. Um, Justin Jefferson is probably going to get paid somewhere in the neighborhood of 36, 37 million now. Is Tyreek making 30 right now? No, he's making 33 or 34. Well, that's not too far of a step up. Uh, but that's, that's really what I'm saying. Chances at holding on to a quarterback or, you know, maybe finding somebody else through free agency. I, I bet if they drafted somebody and developed them, they might be able to sneak him in under the cap. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Like, it's definitely a curse to be a top three wide receiver because yeah. you're never going to, you're never going to be on the best team. Like, unless you somehow have, like, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, both on rookie contracts. Devontae Adams on the Packers? Yes. (laughs) Randy Moss on the Patriots. I mean, that's a But no, but no, but the Packers Packers weren't that good. Uh, They weren't on the best team. they, They were able to bring in a bunch of other weapons and pay them because of that. Yeah. I mean, they still had Aaron Jones. Um... And and Aaron Rodgers getting paid one of the fattest contracts, and I don't know what Devontae's contract. Stop making was, excuses. Oh my god! <laughs> Stop making excuses. All Just right. admit that they they weren't the best team. We're better so off without. Is I'll correct. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> I think. What about the Dolphins though this year? They were good, but once again, did they go to the AFC Championship or win a Super Bowl? No. Okay, yeah, I guess it's a it's a team sport, and the quarterback has the ball in his hands more. But like, come on, this argument's going to get busted pretty soon. I don't know. I just, I just, in my opinion, you can't be spending that much. Like, you could you could spend upper twenties on a guy, but I don't see the point of paying a guy. 37 million dollars to play wide receiver okay i'm just for the sake of it i the cd had an extension yet so that's who i was gonna bring up um no nice yeah he's making 17 this year on the last year of his rookie deal right something like that almost 18 uh 17 9 9 so 18 if they doubled that, he would be at 14% of the cap and making about the same as Justin Jefferson. 14% yeah. of the cap is a lot for a wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> like, there's okay. a reason so that... Let me, let me go back to the drawing board. I'm not fully disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that there like, are like teams this is, that This is the Cowboys window right success. now. I've, yes. I was AJ Brown the only making window. $12 million. Uh, I think they front-loaded. So they front-loaded it when, and they worked when they were in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just saying. Um, I don't think he's top three. 
He's top five. Is he? Yeah. This is a conversation we're going to have to have. All right. I'm pulling up a different example. It's called Cooper Cup. You think he's top five? Was was Cooper Cup was. top five in the peak of the Rams? Yeah. And yes. Was he paid like close to $30 million during that time? No, he was paid seventeen. I don't think 30. so. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> at least I'm at least I'm trying here to, to take down your argument. You I can't pay a you. wide receiver. You just can't. Um Did Debo ever get his extension? He did. He makes about thirty. But they haven't had to pay Brock Purdy yet. Yeah, I mean that's such a loophole. DK. Twenty four five. Oh, are they good? No. I don't no. think DK is even close to top five, though, to be honest. And all right, last one. Stefan Diggs does make twenty seven eight. That's the only borderline one. Did you go through all these before? No. It's like <laughs> I'm, I'm a shit on you. And <laughs> <laughs> you brought up nothing. What does Devontae make? Twenty five three. That's actually not crazy. So I think. It, I mean, and moving that contract, are we still talking about them not moving Devontae or Justin Jefferson? This is crazy. Yes. Uh, trading Devontae post, post June 1st would actually save them 17-5. I mean, I get it that at the same time, if you don't have these types of players, like your fans aren't going to want to come watch the games because your teams will suck. Um, yeah. And you lose money that way if you're the owner. So I can see that perspective. But otherwise, like from a purely like management viewpoint, like you should definitely trade both of these guys. Like get get your picks, get your cap space, invest in some other guys in free agency who are almost as good. But don't do it mm. the Patriots way of taking a guy like um, Julian Edelman and saying, hey, we're going to replace this guy with uh Kayshawn Boutte or whatever just some bullshit example um as long as they can like somewhat replace these guys and then spend money elsewhere like I think that's the way you should go can you really somewhat replace Justin Jefferson I I agree with Devontae Adams I think moving Devontae Adams especially because he's older is such a good idea but is there something to be said about you know potentially timing up two contracts so you have, like, let's say with Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a guy that is like an elite receiver to help make your quarterback's life easier while he's coming up. And then maybe once he's officially there, then you try to make this swap. But don't make this swap before you actually get a guy that's, you know, great. Because then you're just going to have like mid weapons around him. And sure, you might have the money to spend on a, a few of them, but nobody's going to be consistently open the way that somebody like Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, and that example with Patrick Mahomes would be. So I think there's a there's an argument to be made that you should at least keep them around to help develop your quarterbacks. And I think that's that's why we've seen Justin Fields take a step up this year a little bit with uh, DJ Moore. Yes, I see where you're coming from, and that is a perfect world, having him be there until you have the replacement. But the problem is that's like, the perfect world. The Chiefs in didn't this have case, a replacement like, last year. 
but think about it though. Like how often are you going to have just a replacement in house? Like you, that's just not how it works. Like you might have to wait three years and you're just going to keep investing. Like every single year you're like draft, draft, draft. Like you have to sign somebody. Um, so if it's going to take three years, then maybe your star wide receiver is no longer a star anymore and is not worth anything. So I think, I think you just have to pay a guy. There's no other receiver. time. There's no other time like now to trade these guys. I think you have to pay a receiver, bring somebody in, a rookie on their on their uh, a quarterback on their rookie contract, and then you know maybe a year, two years, three years together you get. And then you say goodbye after that first contract with that guy. Like that's plenty of time and you can make that decision in advance. Like there's no reason to say that we shouldn't sign this guy now because in five years, our rookie quarterback is not, is going to need an extension. Yeah. I I just, I just think you definitely have to trade these guys and, you know, make up what you're going to lose. I agree with Devontae because he doesn't have five years left in the league. Mm -hmm. And, like, are you really trying to develop Andy O'Connell? No. No. So You don't even know his name. (laughs) Aiden O'Connell. There we go. Fucking Andy. (laughs) Andy O'Connell, baby. Uh, All right, that is enough about that. We also got a T. Higgins uh, franchise tag. Which you know finally became official for twenty one point eight million. He's very well well paid now. Potentially room for an extension over this next year. Potentially room for you know a trade also. But now they own him. They have him for the next year. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think, that, I think that's important for them. Any other news in the NFL that you want to talk about before we jumped into our AFC South cap breakdowns. Um, yeah, I'd say that the only thing about that is once again, you're going to have to see what some of these other guys get, right? Like are teams willing to pay Justin Jefferson as much as he's going to command. Um, and if, if they, if the Vikings do pay it, then I think they're looking at signing T Higgins for around 30. So that's a, shit ton of money that they don't really have to be like throwing at one guy like they have 50 mil in space we just covered it you can't Mm -hmm. be throwing 30 of that on a wide receiver um so i think in terms of what you need to do here like if you can keep him mid-20s perfect like jump all over that you could keep him and jamar chase it's something you won't have to worry about for another 10 years so yeah i think there's a chance that that done that's the way to go. There's a chance that T will take a salary cut to stay with Burrow, but there's also a chance that T won't take a salary cut to be a, you know, kind of a one B receiver on a team might want to go be a one A and paid like a one A somewhere else. Uh, so that's really his decision to make. And we'll, we'll see what ends up happening, but it sounds like with, with the issues of the contract talks, there's a good chance that he wants to go somewhere else and be a 1A or at least paid like a 1A. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because we've seen how good he can be and we've seen also how bad he can be. Um, so 
it'll be interesting to see like what the Bengals are willing to pay in terms of investing in him and his future. Yeah, definitely. All right, you want to jump into these cap breakdowns? Yes, sir. Got some good ones today. These are juicy. Texans. 67.3 million in cap space. Absolutely crazy. Uh, You know, not paying CJ Stroud for years, not paying Will Anderson Jr. for years. That play to get both of them at the exact same time was genius. Nico Collins makes 3.3, potentially due for an extension, honestly. Um, but I guess we'll see. They're probably not going to extend him until next, you know, off season, right? Is this this isn't his last year? This is his last year, so they might actually yeah. give him an extension pretty soon. Um, outside of that, you know, there are a few guys in free agency that they might want to bring back. I think one of those guys is Dalton Schultz. Uh, I think he was a good asset for them. Yeah, they used Brevin Jordan a decent amount, but Dalton Schultz was also really solid. Uh, they are also losing a few defensive pieces. A lot of these guys, 30 and older, though. Uh, Adrian Amos, Kareem Jackson, um, Desmond King. And I'm still scrolling down here. There's a few more. Uh, they're also losing Michael Feeder, left guard, um, which they might want to bring him back. I don't know if he actually even started for them. Let's see. He did not. So probably not going to actually bring him back. They're losing Noah Brown. Do you bring him back on a cheap deal uh, just to get some more wide receiver depth? Uh, You know, there's a lot of questions around this team and who you bring back, but a lot of the guys are older or are guys that, you know, like Noah Brown, like uh you know Dalton Schultz are probably elevated by CJ Stroud and would probably be interested in resigning pretty cheap. Yeah, I mean Robert Woods is probably a cap casualty, right? Um oh, yeah. he'll be gone, so they can save another 5 million there. Um there's a couple other ones here. Jimmy Ward. Yep. I was going to say him. I was going to say they can do better than him. Um, and then the other one is MJ Stewart. What about Davis? Davis meals, Davis Mills. I mean, what's the point? 3 million. Yeah. I mean, you're going to pay any backup quarterback between one and 3 million. You'd rather have a guy who can come in and know your offense. Case Keenum's on the team. Uh, He's getting paid three, five. So maybe. They're wasting seven million between backups right now. Yeah, and you can I cut guess that they, number down. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, uh, Robert Woods is definitely a casualty. Yeah, there's not a ton else here for them to do. I mean, I think they're going to be huge buyers, um, and I think they're potentially a really interesting, you know, spot where some free agents are going to want to check out because yeah, they got a great quarterback. Yeah, their defense is pretty solid. Yeah, they have a player friendly and also like awesome coach, uh, potential coach, potential. He didn't win coach of the year, did he? No. no. Um, 
yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch of draws to Houston. And, you know, with the guy, with Robert Woods cut, with Jimmy Ward cut, and, like, that's it. They have $76 million in cap space, which is crazy. Between the extensions that they're going to need to make, we can probably count, you know, maybe they're going to extend guys for, like, 25 total, but there really isn't anybody here I really see even justifying that. So, yeah, they're going to have, like, $50 million in space to spend on three, four, five really solid guys that can contribute uh, probably defensively, probably on the O-line, and maybe a receiver, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have a shit ton of cap space. So what I think they will ideally do is if they can bring in a wide receiver, they will. Um, but otherwise, it's going to be a ton of depth and maybe mm-hmm. getting a couple guys – um, maybe like one on the line, a guy for your defense, and then otherwise just surround with depth. Um, you're going to lose a lot of vets in this free agency, but honestly, you're not going to lose like the best players in the world. Um, that kind of was shown in the playoffs, kind of shown when they lost close games all year long. Um, so they're, they're going to have a big focus on the defense and their secondary and as long as they can surround CJ, keep other guys healthy, this team is going to be right up there next to Mahomes fighting every year. That's bold, bold call there. <laughs> next to Mahomes, I think, next to I think next to Burrow, the, and next to Allen. Yeah, I think the Texans are going to be there. Next game. to Lamar. <laughs> this is true. There's AFC a lot of teams. Crazy. There's a lot um, of teams. Yeah, I mean. I you know I completely agree with you. I think CJ has kind of that it factor, um, and really elevates everybody around him. I think that's kind of why we're both pointing at you know potentially defense, potentially O line as places to shore up because any receivers are probably gonna, you know, they have good enough receivers right now between Tank Dell, Nico Collins, potentially bringing back Noah Brown. Uh, maybe John Mechie gets a little bit healthier after this year. Um, but yeah, if they're able to bring in O-line or potentially D-line guy at 23 um, or their other pick is 59, uh, I think that'd be really good for them. Yeah. And the the 23rd I mean, pick is from the Browns. Yeah, and they'd absolutely destroyed the Browns in the playoffs. Like, that was just obvious to us that, like, hey, this team is good. So... Make make the right moves. They're right there. Yeah. I think that's all we got to say about that then. Yeah. All right. So next up we have the Colts. Uh, Colts are also in kind of the exact same situation. So yep. a little bit worse because they're going to have to bring back Michael Pittman. Um, he is free agent right now and they're probably just going to franchise tag him for 21-8. So I'm going to count 21-8 against the cap in our kind of numbers here. Uh, They might want to bring back Gardner Minshew as well. I think that's a guy that, you know, really gave them, they didn't really skip a huge beat when Anthony Richardson went down. Anthony Richardson is potentially a injury prone quarterback. Uh, and I think that's something that they'd be interested to see. Um, 
So I think bringing back Gardner Minshew for like seven million a year uh, would, I mean, and that's high for a backup, but oh no, I put in way too much money. Uh, yeah, they need to buy. Yeah, so they're they're gonna be huge buyers. Um, you know, if you extend seven million on Gardner Minshew, franchise tag Michael Pittman, that gives you forty five million left in cap space. Uh, are you gonna bring back Justin Blackman? Are you gonna bring back any more? Uh, I think they have a few line guys here that might be on on the bull on the free agency but yeah they, they're pretty short up and a lot of these guys are already extended like quentin nelson forrest buckner uh jonathan taylor now is extended um and then you have a rookie on rookie co- uh, contract so i think they're in a really good spot yeah and jonathan taylor's cap number is not too high so i think if they can just keep michael pittman buy another guy to put next to him because they can't seem to draft a guy like how we were talking about how sometimes it takes years to find another guy. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. So um, no, Michael Pittman's not a top. No, relax. No, not, um, not that Michael Pittman's a top guy. I think you can extend him. Are you saying Josh Downs isn't a viable guy? Not to be like a number one, but to be like no. a number two to Michael Pittman. No, no, not to be a number two to Michael Pittman. No, Okay. I think Josh Downs is solid. You know, out of the slot, really solid guy. He kind of showed everywhere around the field, but was a slot specialist in college. He, uh, he's good, man. He was really good in the first half of the year. Struggled a little bit in the second half, but that's when they didn't have Anthony Richardson. You say that, but if you look at the stats, like they're kind of all just all over the place. Like he had just a very average season for some of the games he was put into like some of the games he played a good amount of snaps and just did nothing um put up 771 yards i know that but that's not a ton i mean i didn't expect it done it was a rookie year if you're gonna be a solid number two you need to get me a thousand yards all right 900, this is coming 900. from uh, this is coming from wide receiver hell over there in New England. <laughs> <laughs> You're casting stones from a glass house, man. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but they need to do something to put someone else with Michael Pittman because we saw this year he was getting absolutely blown up across the middle. A couple times for sure. I don't know. I think they give Josh Downs another year before they look to bring in somebody else. They do have enough cap space to make that decision if they wanted to. Uh, But I think they're probably not going to go put 20 million down on two quarter or two wide receivers. Cause if you're going to go ahead and extend, um, if you're going to extend Michael Pittman instead of, you know, give him the franchise tag, it's probably going to go for 23, 24 million a year for the next three, four five even years um and they're not gonna go oh let's do that again that was fun <laughs> i think they're they're gonna have to they're gonna extend him 
I thought they're going to get a little bit of a hangover for wide receivers. They're going to say, we have this guy that's a rookie on our team. Good enough. We don't even know how good our quarterback really is uh, and what type of weapons he wants. And he doesn't even know that yet. So he's going to get another year under his belt. Let us know what he wants and, and figure it out from there. Yeah. I mean, as long as they can keep this team healthy, starting with Anthony Richardson, they'll start to figure some stuff out. But in all reality, if you look at their entire roster, like now is the time to go. They need to go now. This is basically their window because let's say Anthony Richardson becomes good. Then you got to pay him in a few years. And then the rest of your roster is getting a little bit older. So they need to go now or, or else this roster is going to be, have to be completely flipped in like four years. I hear that. That makes sense. And I've, you found a loophole in your argument through the mock draft that I'm looking at here. Uh, so I like Josh Downs as a number two receiver. They're going to bring back Michael Pittman and they might need another weapon. According to you, you know, it's a great way that they could do that. Brock Bowers. Yeah. He's projected I mean, to go have... to them at 15 right now. I I like it. I, I think that's good. That would be amazing. I don't think he lasts till 15. I don't think Brock Bowers lasts past maybe 12. Um, I think the Broncos could have some interest in bringing him in as a, a reliable weapon. Potentially the Jets, potentially the Bears, potentially um, even at seven, the Titans. But uh, if he somehow falls all the way down to 15, this is one of my favorite fits that I'm seeing in this mock draft here. Yeah, hundred percent. I like that. Um, if he, if they could pick him up, it just like pretty much gives the uh, same identity as someone like the Eagles, where it's just like straight downhill running. You have a vertical receiver and then a good tight end. It's like it's like that seems like how some of these teams are just building their offenses these days. That's like the Lions, like um, the yeah. Cowboys, but the Cowboys have some other guys. Um. So it's just this new physical vertical brand of football. So that would make and sense. You have you have Josh Downs kind of work underneath, out of the slot, in the middle of the field. Uh, so I'd be very interested by that. So I wanted to say to you about Josh Downs, but I kind of forgot. Okay, Josh Downs. Um, Josh Downs. Here. What round? What what round was he drafted in? Three. So you don't think that they would say, "Hey, this third rounder." Didn't look great last year. He had an okay. He put up seven hundred yards. Yeah, but he, how many games did he go for over sixty? Yeah, hold up. It's like two. NFL rookie <laughs> receivers who had the most yards out of NFL rookie receivers. It was Puka, Rasheed Rice, Jordan Addison, Sam Laporta, Zay Flowers, Jaden Reed. Josh Downs, above JSN, above Dontavian Wicks, above Michael Wilson, above Demario Douglas, who's actually surprisingly good. Um, I'm not doubting how many yards he Above Dalton Kincaid. All right, let me look at his game by game. But, like, I think you got to give the guy some slack here, man. Uh, I think he was really solid in a lot of games he played. He put up, like, 38 to – I'm seeing, like, a lot of games in between that 30 to 60 range, which is – 
pretty solid if you think about it for a guy that's a rookie. He had one game over 100. Uh, that was against Cleveland. Not he had great, five but he games had a over bunch 50. Of games. That's it. <laughs> that's 250 yards. And then he had, after that, 48, 43, 40, 39, Yeah, but what about all the 30, other games? 40, 30. He had four games under 30. So it took him 12 games to get 500 yards. I think That's he's basically great. your argument. All right, so <laughs> I will be targeting Josh Downs in any drafts that we are involved in this offseason. I would give him to rocks. you for a fourth-round pick. And what? He cost a second, put up 700 <laughs> yards. 771. All right, anyways... Um, anybody that you would like the Colts to target in free agency? I really don't know. Um, because they are Kinda so... Anybody? <laughs> yeah, they are so well set up in a lot of areas. I think their O-line's really solid. Um, you know, could use a little bit of work. Their defense is really solid, also could use a little bit of work. I don't think I want them to target another receiver. Uh... That's about all I got. Like, I don't want them to go for another receiver, if anything. Yeah. But otherwise, this team's in a good spot financially. So the time to go is now. Let's see Let's see what they can get done in free agency. Because otherwise, this could just be another shitstorm of turning over a roster. Yes, sir. On to the Jaguars. So they're an interesting the- spot here. This is deceptive as fuck. Mm -hmm. So you have the Jaguars who have one of the best outside linebackers in the league in Josh Allen as an upcoming free agent. Are you really going to let him go? No. So they currently have 24.4 million in cap space. Let's franchise tag Josh Allen. 1.2 million left. Oh, look, you have Calvin Ridley, who you are paying like a second round pick for if you extend him and a third if you don't, I think is the whole thing. I think they're going to have to extend Calvin Ridley as well. 30, uh, I think you give him like a three, maybe even a two-year deal. Try a franchise tag, we give him 21.8. I think you try to get him in uh, maybe around 18 a year. How do you feel about 18 a year for Calvin Ridley? I mean, someone's going to pay it. I just don't see a reason in bringing him back when you have Christian Kirk, who plays the role better. He doesn't play the role better. He was playing the role better when Zay Flower or Zay Jones was out because Zay Jones takes the you know the top guy with him. So when when Zay Jones goes, the clear out from. Uh, Zay Jones then defaults to Calvin Ridley and then he's he's covered better almost every time. So that's why Christian Kirk was able to step up in those situations. Uh, Maybe. So I've extended <laughs> Josh Allen and Calvin Ridley. Let's say we don't even want to do Calvin Ridley, but that puts you in $16 million in the hole. So and then, this, is, this is my problem, though. You have Clavon Chiasson, I have no idea how to say his name, um, Smoot, you have Blackson, you have Ridley, you have Trey Herndon, you have Josh Allen, 
Ezra Cleveland. You have all these guys who are like kind of essential yeah. to like your team. How are you good. supposed to get them in under twenty four million? Um, because that's just not going to happen. So to me, you have to probably say, "Hey, Calvin Ridley, like we kind of need our second round pick." Mm-hmm. So that's it's kind of my thing. Is just like it's like if it was a third, then yeah, sure, keep them. But you might need your second round pick. You didn't have a good season last year. Your pick is kind of a big one. Yeah, I think so, but I also think they might bring him back. So I'm kind of on the fence. You can see him potentially ending up with another team. Um, but they do definitely have a need for more weapons and to keep the weapons that they have and some consistency. It feels like Trevor Lawrence hasn't had a ton of consistency in his career. So maybe that's an argument to make, but I think just by bringing back Josh Allen, then you have all these other guys that you just mentioned. They're kind of in a really shitty situation. They have 1.2 million left if they franchise tag Josh Allen. If you extend them, maybe a little bit more, but probably no more than six million. Yeah. So um, something that they could do potentially is try to go get um, like a top offensive tackle. They already have one really good one. Um, but a potential cap casualty here would be uh, Brandon Scherf. He's 33. Yeah, 9 million. Um, yeah, 9 million in savings, 14 dead, but whatever. Um, and Darius Williams, because you can save a lot of money off of those guys, and maybe you have to go and rebuild your offensive line through the draft. But if you're going to keep these weapons and try to keep some defensive guys here, you got to free up cash somehow. Mm-hmm. yeah it's not looking good for them this is definitely so far the best the worst team that we've looked at in this division uh and it's it's probably going to be the worst that we look at yeah there's just so a ton of holes here let's jump back to the mock draft and they have the 17th pick it looks like they're slotted to take a cornerback there uh i think that could be a valuable pick for them and then they definitely need it currently their second round pick is theirs at 48 i don't know if it's going to stay theirs uh and then i think in that case their third round pick would move to the falcons yeah pick 79 so we'll see what they want do with Calvin Ridley um I, I would be interested in re-signing him but yeah it's going to cost you a second round pick not just straight up you're, you're going to basically trade a second for uh third and Calvin Ridley and, and you lose a bunch of money but you know it's a t- tough decision to make yeah it's extremely tough I think part of that is going to be seeing who they're able to get back um in terms of like basically is josh allen coming back and if he's not then i think your focus immediately shifts to like who's the next guy who can we keep um and then who's available in free agency because that just seems like to me what the natural priority should be is like try to keep the guys because they had great seasons like try to keep these guys yeah 
That makes sense. Uh, want to jump onto our last team? Yeah, time for the worst one you're gonna see. I don't think not this in terms is of, as bad. Well, they just don't have not. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> they they have cap um, space. They got seventy eight mil, but they're in a tough well, spot. Eighty nine when you cut DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. But yeah, you're losing. Okay, so this is the Titans, obviously. Uh, we didn't name the team. I hope you could have figured it out. But if you can't, talk about the Titans. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill's got to be a free agent. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting, free agent. Derrick Henry, free agent. Uh, even like Westbrook Akine, uh, Christian Fulton. Uh, you know, is it Kayvon Wallace? Gibson uh they're losing a lot looks like most of it's defensively um but they're in a tough spot probably gonna try at least for the year uh to build around Will Levis and a potential new quarterback that comes in they have a huge need for a weapon uh you have Traylon Burks and that's about it and Traylon Burks kind of isn't good at all so um, I'm interested to see what they do here. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you think their strategy is? Like, do you think they're going to go fully, like, let's surround Levis with some offensive linemen and get him a weapon um, to go next to DeAndre Hopkins and keep him and then see what we got? Or do they kind of just say, hey, man, like, we got to just rebuild completely well yeah it sounds like at least you know like we talked about the other day on the other episode it sounds like deandre hopkins wants out and they both kind of want a mutual you know break up there so if you're losing deandre hopkins you're losing your main weapon um yeah i think that kind of gets you into a situation because you have the seventh overall pick would take brock bowers you could take a really solid O lineman, uh, Olaf Fashanu, um, the guy out of Oregon State, and I mean you're in a good spot. You have Joe Alt, who's probably going to go at five. Could all could sneak down to you at seven. You could trade up for him. Um, you're surrounded by weapons and O line, so I'm interested to see what they do there. I think also we see at 38 they could probably go wide receiver. Uh, it looks like they're slated to take Lad. Conky right now. I kind of love that pick. I think he's a very versatile <laughs> wide receiver. Uh, pretty slept on, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, O-line, wide receiver, build around Will Levis. Uh, kind of forget about the defense, maybe fill that out with some guys from free agency. But I think you want to draft young because you have that young quarterback and you kind of want them to come up together. Yeah, but then you run into a different problem, which is then you have to sign everybody at once. Um, so they got to spend on something here. Uh, is it just like a dominant defense that just gives your quarterback reps to try to figure it out? I would love that. I do feel like that is kind of in the Titans brand. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. What are you thinking? I don't know. Like, Will Levis has definitely got the arm. It's just... Will he adjust to 
the NFL because that was kind of just the one thing was like, oh, we, we know he can sling it now. Let's just play defense as if we know that. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, he can't throw touchdowns. So will he be able to make yeah. the adjustment is like the big thing. Yeah. Um, I could see them going for defense. It feels like there's a lot of defensive guys in this free agency class. You got, I don't know if Chris Jones is already back. You got Josh Allen, potentially Christian Wilkins, Brian Burns. Uh, I think Legarius Sneed just got his tag, maybe. Uh, I don't know if Matabike is, is extended. Antoine Winfield. You'd even bring in Daniel Hunter. Uh, there's Jalen Johnson. There's so many defensive guys that are really solid. But if you look at like weapons, you have like Mike Evans, Michael Pittman. Uh, not covering Saquon. You know, there's Calvin Ridley. Like, there's not much there. So yeah, I think you got to go defense through free agency, offense through the draft, and I like that. Figure it out that way. Yeah, I think that's actually the way to go here. I think that's about all they got left. So I think that's their one shot. I like it. Yeah. And all right, let's both say our takes on Will Levis for next year. Early predictions. Our takes in terms of I want to hear yards, yards, touchdowns, interceptions. Assuming he starts 17 games. Um, Yeah. I'll say yards, 3,400. Don't hate it. Touchdowns, 16. And interceptions, probably like 12. I thought you were just going to double his stats from this year because he had 1,800, 8, and 4. I was like, you're getting pretty close just doubling his stats from this year. Uh I like that. I think he – I like 16 touchdowns. I see potentially a one-to-one ratio of touchdowns and interceptions. I think he throws a decent amount of picks. But I could see also like 38 to 4,000 yards. I think he's going to start slinging it next year. Yeah. I mean, any second-year quarterback is going to be throwing the ball with a little more confidence. He's going to get some more yards, get some more touchdowns. But – at the end of the day, will it be more than the other team? Probably not. Probably probably pretty infrequently. <laughs> yeah. And that's the problem. So that's why I, I, I don't believe in them. Yeah, makes sense. All right. Um, let's jump back to the NBA, go over our bets for tomorrow night, and call it an episode. It's been a long one. Yes, sir. No anti-bets, so this is going to be pretty quick. And because you lost both, I'll let you go first, and then I pick two, and then you pick one. Okay. Or do you want me to go first? I don't care. No, I'll go. I got it up now. Um, First one I want to take here. I'll say... Dallas over Toronto. Nice. I like it a lot. I think that was my first also. I think you're getting the um, most value there. 
Yeah. It seems like two and a half is a surprisingly close spread for that game. It feels like yeah. Luke I think is it's on the way up. On the road. Raptors are yeah. Yeah. Um Raptors had a pizza party though. Yeah. Maybe they're gonna get <laughs> little Caesars or something. Or maybe they got little Caesars and they'll get Papa John's if they win this one. They'll get that when they lose. Hey. <laughs> what Papa ever do? Oh wait. Oh wait. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're um, at Subway. Man, oof, it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going to take the Cavs. They're going to be on uh, the second leg of the back-to-back. I think four points against the Bulls is pretty solid. Uh, I'm going to take them straight up. I think this game probably goes under also, if you want a little extra bet. Uh, over-under set of 219. These are two very defensive teams. And then my next pick is going to be the... Clippers, uh, minus three over the Lakers. I think they're a really solid bet as well. Yeah, the Clippers over the Lakers is pretty solid. Um, Good value there. Um, Yeah, it feels like there's good value tomorrow. Yeah, there is. And then otherwise, I'll take Minnesota over Memphis, just a lock. Yeah, for sure. I need the win. Take it, take it and run. Okay, so that's what we got for tomorrow. We'll tweet these out, uh, which we forgot to do last time, but we're going to do it this time because we remembered that we forgot. That's what's important. Um, so appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, I'll post a link in the description to the website. Feel free to check out any of our socials there. Uh, we have a newsletter coming soon as well. Um, so I post clips of this, and then we'll keep you guys up to date on different stuff happening around the podcast on Twitter as well. Um, and don't forget to like, subscribe, um, and follow, rate, five stars, you know, whatever, whatever those apps tell you to do, do them and help us out. We'd really appreciate it. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.